You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. I was flipping through a Psalms devotional book and the title, The Beauty of Silence, caught my attention. This devotional is based on Psalms 62, verse 5 through 8, which says, My soul silently wait for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. There are a lot of authors involved in this devotional book, but this one is by Herb Vanderloop, a senior research editor for Our Daily Bread Ministries, and they're the group that published the book. His devotional reads, Written on the wall behind the pulpit of our church we attended in my teens were these words, The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all earth keep silence before him. And keep silent we did. All eight of us boys said nothing to one another as we sat waiting for the service to begin. I loved this quiet time and often succeeded in pushing thoughts about girls and the Detroit Tigers out of my mind. The best I could, I tried to reflect on the wonder of God and his salvation. And in the silence, I often sensed his presence. Today, we live in a noisy world. Even many churches leave little time for quiet reflection. In ancient times, the pagans cried out in a noisy frenzy to their idols, which comes from 1 Kings 18. In sharp contrast, the psalmist saw the wisdom of silence because in quiet reverence, God can be heard. In the stillness of the night under a starry sky, in a hushed sanctuary or in a quiet room at home, we can meet the living God and hear him speak. The psalmist's words are still relevant today. Wait silently for God alone. Psalm 62, verse 5. He ends it by saying to hear God's voice, turn the world's volume down. If you're unfamiliar with 1 Kings 18, it's where the prophet Elijah is called before King Ahab after three years of drought. And Elijah challenges the prophets of the idol Baal. The challenge is simple. Elijah builds an offering to God and the prophets build an offering to Baal. Then the two would pray to their respective deities asking for fire to rain down and light the offerings, and that God would be recognized as the one true God. The prophets went first. Starting in the morning, they called out to Baal, dancing around their altar. When they got no response, they shouted louder and did everything they could. By evening, nothing had happened. Elijah then built his altar and prayed. Fire then ran down from heaven, lighting Elijah's offering, thereby showing that our God is the one true God. The thing that stands out to me is how the prophets shouted and cried out to Baal. This might have gone on from anywhere between 6 to 10 hours, and after all their effort, nothing happened. They went as far as purposefully injuring themselves, and it was for this idol that someone thought up and carved out of wood or stone. On the other hand, we have Elijah, who simply builds his altar and prays. And more notably, he doesn't pray for the Lord to burn his offering. In verse 37, Elijah prays, Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God, and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Here we see Elijah, without any outside noise, without going to extremes like the others, in prayer, asking God for the true matter at hand, that the Israelites turn back to God after all this time. It didn't require shouts and cries, or worse, it took an earnest, simple prayer. A few months ago, I introduced a song called Know Your Heart by David Leonard, formerly of the band All Sons and Daughters. This song is from the album The Wait, W-A-I-T, and he has stated that the purpose of The Wait 
was to make a worship album without overthinking his ideas and to make worship sound the way it did in his head for him at the moment. He was also looking to make worship that could be, you know, Monday to Saturday worship and not just Sunday worship. When the album came out, he found that even though people liked it, they felt it wasn't, you know, congregationally friendly and that he wasn't doing corporate worship anymore, which corporate worship in simple terms is music for worshiping together as a church. I think that feeling is possibly due to the fact that these songs don't sound like the all sons and daughters music that we're used to. So he re-recorded the songs in a live format with stripped down, simple arrangements, making it more acoustic guitar and piano driven compared to its more electronic predecessor. The title of the stripped down version is The Weight, Silence the Noise. David Leonard said the goal of the Silence the Noise version is to make the songs more accessible and show that they are corporate worship songs at their core. Though the original is what worship felt like for him, he said that sometimes it's better to lower the volume and keep things simple. I mentioned the song Know Your Heart because it's now one of my favorite songs to lead. It's there with Joy by House Fires, Give Me Faith by Elevation Worship, and many more. There are multiple reasons why I like this song, but I'll focus on two. The number one reason I like Know Your Heart is because it's a worship song that I feel meets us where we are as human beings without being overly poetic or wordy. If you take away the music from some worship songs and just have the lyrics spoken, they have a poetic, almost spoken word, call to worship feel to them. Meanwhile, Know Your Heart is a prayer that says, when you call my name, I want to know it's you. Help me recognize it. I want to know it's you. And I just want to know your heart better than I've ever known anything. The second reason I like this song is because of the pre-chorus. It simply says, silence the noise with your voice, your words, your truth. Speak directly to me because I'm listening. Sometimes it feels like there's so much going on around us that it's difficult to hear what God is saying to us. For some, it may feel like there needs to be total silence to breathe and reconnect with God. For others, it may not be so simple. I've always hated being in total silence. I've never really tried to figure out what started it, but I know I've always felt that way. Typically, I always have the TV on or music playing. This episode was planned while having YouTube videos from the infographic show playing in the background. I usually have the TV on while I edit these podcast episodes. I even fall asleep faster with music playing in the background versus complete silence. Though I hate being in absolute silence, I do understand the importance of limiting the noise. Between the normal sounds of our day-to-day lives and the barrage of headlines we face every day, we have to come into contact with a lot of noise. After so much noise for so long, it becomes too much. And while it may be difficult, I've come to realize that it's important to at least limit the outside noise from time to time. When we have a chance to turn down the noise, it gives us an opportunity to regain our focus and hear God. Whether that be shutting down everything for five minutes or going out for a walk, a little goes a long way. For me, that's stepping outside and walking around the yard for a while, or playing guitar and actually turning the TV off. But that's it for this episode. I was looking for something to use in an upcoming service, and the beauty of silence caught my eye. Like I said, I don't like being in complete silence, so I was intrigued. The ending also really stood out to me, to hear God's voice turn down the world's volume.
So with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode and found something useful, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.